into the Christmas narrative as told by Luke, you can follow along on the screen, Luke chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And this is the gospel of our Lord. I invite you to be seated. So as I was preparing for this uh, message on Christmas Day, and I read this through this Luke chapter 2 passage, something really struck me about Luke's telling of the Christmas narrative, and it was the amount of time Luke gives to the shepherds. Do you realize 13 of those 20 verses that I read dealt with the shepherds? And so my obvious questions, I have a couple, what exactly were shepherds in those times? So I did a little research on this just to share with you here this morning. Being a shepherd was a very common occupation in Bible times. So you probably already knew that. It was considered one of the lowest vocations in the social order because it took so much time. They were away from their families all the time because you had to be at the sheep 24-7. Most of the area in Israel around the Jordan River was used for farming. So sheep were often herded in more remote wilderness areas away from those villages. So these areas would be full of rocks and steep slopes, plus, of course, there's predators out in the wilderness that the shepherds had to deal with. And the main tools that the shepherd had were the rod, 
to keep those predators away. And then the staff was used to help guide the, the sheep or to rescue them with the hook from something. This was not a safe job to have if you were a shepherd. And so something else I learned is that the shepherds then, at those days, would lead the sheep to pools of water during the day so that they could drink and eat. And then at night, they would take them back to the sheep pen where they would be safe. And the shepherd would always sleep close by no matter where they were. Now, this particular night when Jesus was born and the angels appeared to those shepherds out in the fields, we got to see these fields, by the way, when we were over in Israel, which was very cool where the shepherds would have been. These particular shepherds were out at night in the open, which wasn't a safe thing to be out with your sheep at night. But they were out there because during the drier months, they would have to travel farther from home to find water for their sheep. So they'd be further out. They wouldn't have time to get back to the sheep pen. So they were out at night. And that's why the angels come to these particular shepherds at night out in the open fields. So something else that shepherds would do is they would play music for their sheep to comfort them. And they would watch over them as they slept. So then my next question is, why shepherds? Why are they such a big part of our Christmas narrative? They're always a big part of the children's programs, aren't they? You know, the kids dressed up cute like shepherds and sheep. So here's some reasons why it's a little shocking that shepherds would be such a big part of this huge event. Shepherds were considered unclean by the Pharisees. The Pharisees thought there was no way they could keep all the ceremonial rules and the, the purity rituals because they're always with the sheep. They have no time to do all these rules, you know, that the Pharisees had made up over time. So they're unclean. They wouldn't even associate or touch them because they were unclean. Shepherds were not popular then because of this. They were not high-ranking individuals in the communities. So in the ways of the world and our human brains, it doesn't make sense that the people to hear the first good news are shepherds out in the fields. But God doesn't work in the ways of the world. And thank God for that, right? And so, of course, shepherds make perfect sense for being the first ones to hear that gospel message. You know, Scripture, shepherds are a very common theme in God's word. And so Scripture actually often portrays shepherds as leaders. So we can look back all the way into the Old Testament. David, one of the most popular figures in the Old Testament. David was a shepherd in Bethlehem. And who came from the line of David, by the way? Jesus. David was all over the Luke chapter 2 narrative here. And so obviously later, David became king. It was God's choice to be the king over his people. The prophets 
of God. Some of those big books, you know, in the Old Testament. They were to be shepherds for God's people. I have a couple passages here I wanted to share you. I could give you a whole smattering of them, but I'm guessing people want to go home at some point. But here's just a few. This first one from Isaiah chapter 40. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Ezekiel, for thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered. Jeremiah, another prophet. In this particular one, God is upset with the ones that he has put in place to be shepherds. And he's scolding them. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastures, declares the Lord. Therefore, says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who care for my people, you have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for your evil deeds, declares the Lord. Then I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them. And I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will set shepherds over them who will care for them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. And of course, David wrote the very famous psalm that you all know, Psalm 23, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Fast forward to after Jesus is born, he started his ministry. To John chapter 10, Jesus says these words. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. You see, Jesus was basically telling them all that psalm that David wrote, that one that you guys like to say, that's me. I am the good shepherd. Isn't Jesus cool like that? He has a lot of drop the mic moments. He just told them, he made a new Psalm 23 and said, I am the good shepherd and I lay down my life for the sheep. And so as some of you know that have been around here for a while, you know that I love the crimson thread, I wear red shoes, red shoelaces. The staff got me a red water bottle. Because I love how Jesus connects everything in Scripture. So can you just see this here from the shepherd imagery throughout the whole Bible? And Jesus, of course, picks up on this when he is in human flesh doing his ministry. And not only is Jesus the good shepherd, but on that first Christmas in Bethlehem, he became one of the sheep like us. And so just a little bonus here, uh, Crimson Thread stuff for you. You remember the Passover way back in Exodus? The 10th plague. God was going to kill all the firstborn in Egypt. 
because Pharaoh would not let his people go and he told his people to take a lamb, kill it, get its blood, paint the blood on the doorposts. The people of Israel were saved by the blood of the lamb. Fast forward to the times of John the Baptist and what's the first thing John the Baptist says when he sees Jesus coming? Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Is that an accident? Of course not. Not only is Jesus the good shepherd, he is the lamb of God who was sacrificed in our place. I learned something interesting about sheep and shepherds, you know, as I prepared for this, that I didn't know. So you know those those cool pictures we have of Jesus carrying a sheep over his shoulders? Well, here's why that happened. When a sheep gets lost, it becomes terrified. It sits down in a sheltered place that's close by, shaking and bleeding. After the shepherd finds it, the sheep remains so nervous that it can't stand up. Even though the sheep know their shepherd can't stand up. The shepherd must carry the sheep on his back. Literally, the shepherd is risking his own neck to save the sheep. God is the same always. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His plan from the beginning of this Bible is the same throughout, connected by Jesus, the crimson thread. It's woven into a beautiful tapestry that we have here that we call God's Word. It's all the same. It never changes. God wanted to be with us so much that he sent his son to be one of us so that he could take on God's wrath. And die for us. You know, even though those shepherds out in those fields that first Christmas night were not popular or rich or thought of very highly in the community, God used them in a very, very big way, didn't he? And the shepherds became immediate sharers. Not only were they the first ones to receive the good news of Jesus' birth, they were the first ones that went out and told about. Did you pick that up in Luke chapter 2, verse 18? Random things jump out at me. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. They went back and told people what they had just witnessed and seen. They are sharing the good news. Not only did they get it first, they're sharing it first because they were so excited. And God can use people like you too. Right? And that's exactly what we are here for. Yes, he has a plan for each and every one of us, but we are all to be out sharing the good news of Jesus Christ just like those first shepherds did the first Christmas night. Not only is that our purpose, but we get to go tell it on the mountain. 
that Jesus Christ is born. I hope you all have a very Christ-filled Merry Christmas. Amen. <laughs>